final quarter of the BLS Daily for a Tuesday. We've been joined today by Travis Barrett and Randy Whitehouse. Randy Whitehouse caused us to go late on our last segment, so now we talk to Cali Oaks. So it's his fault. It is totally Randy Whitehouse's fault. We just we right. we got to talking about things and and you know we just it, it, we kind of get kind of snug there too because we talked to Travis. Does that work? Okay, that that works. Yeah, that That's works good. For me. All right, so what's going on with? I'm just totally confused about Scott County. They had a game suspended yesterday. They're playing in no, playoffs, and there's Scott also County regular won. season Scott game. Scott County won. Scott County won both games. Got them over early in the day. Uh, other other games in the tournament were suspended, and therefore uh, their their next round game has been backed up at least until tomorrow. Uh, both baseball and softball. Uh, maybe remnants of the tropical storm here tomorrow. So I don't know. I will play again when it's not raining. Okay. You guys have had quite a winter down there for rain, it seems. Uh, yeah, here's the deal. It was rainy and cooler than normal in March. Uh, no, March. Actually, February was, was like way above normal and dry. March was wet and cold. April was kind of average. May had been very hot and mostly dry, but of course this week it's going to rain when high school tournaments are, are, are going on. So that, it's fine. The, the great thing about here is that there's, there's a lot of space in between the region tournament and the state tournament, so they've got some days that be the same day or anything stupid like that. So it's all, all well it ends well. I guess that's that's good news. That's uh, that's solid yeah. news. That's great. Um, did you get to watch any of this, uh, the Celtics thing? Like, I want to be all mad about it, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, they, they made it way farther than we thought they were going to. And yeah, I feel I like mean, they I got a fairly bright future that's, here. That's where they should be. I mean, I don't think anybody's under the impression that the better team won necessarily. Uh, so, I mean, I think when you add, when you add a couple of guys to, to what we felt was maybe the, maybe the better team. Uh, that should be a good situation for for the Celtics going forward. Uh, of course, nobody really knows where LeBron James will be next year. He'll he'll be wherever he wants to be and surround himself with whoever he wants to surround himself with. And whether it's the Cavaliers or someone else, I mean that'll be an X factor, obviously. Uh, but uh, but certainly a bright future for the Celtics. They were one of the younger teams in the league, and uh, I, I think uh, with with all their their injury situation being what it was. Uh, Obviously, overachieved to, to do what they did in the playoffs, and uh, exciting times ahead. When you watched your boy Tatum at Duke, did you think he was going to be this good? I thought he was going to be good, um, but but this. I mean, I don't think you ever know right away uh, how someone's going to be that first year. I mean, because I, I don't know. I'm an old timer. It still shocks me when some 19 or 20 year old kid comes out of college and is like a star right away in the NBA. To me, it's, it, it always seems like there should be a, a, <laughs> a getting to know you uh, period there where they where they get adjusted and, and deal with the 82 plus game schedule and all that. But it just doesn't seem to be the case anymore, and it shouldn't surprise us. Um, and, and he's you know obviously obviously the guy that earned LeBron's respect in the aftermath of that series. And to me that to me that's high praise. I know we can you know debate all day. Uh, I, I'm, I'm tired of all debate about LeBron. I think it's the silliest thing in the world uh, on both sides. But uh, obviously, uh, his respect for Tatum uh, speaks volumes. Talking with uh, Callie Oaks of the Georgetown News Graphic down in Kentucky. Uh, the uh, <laughs> it, It's funny you, you mentioned that whole thing. Um, 
I, I everybody's talking today now. LeBron is the greatest of all time, supposedly. Um, he's definitely he's definitely better than Kobe. From what I'm reading, he's definitely better than Kobe and Jordan. He's the greatest. Why are we so obsessed with deciding who's the greatest of all time and who's not? I mean, I don't if get you it. aren't the greatest of all time, you ain't crap. I guess is is, is what the, the it seems like the trend is. I mean, what? I know, I know how it started. I know it was, I know it was ESPN. I know it was twenty-four hour talk radio. We need to have, you know, talking points. So this is where this all started over the years. But man, it's out of control, and, and it's and it's on both sides. It's stupid. It, it's like politics. It's like Republicans and Democrats. Okay, you're going to believe what you believe. There's nothing that's ever going to change it. So why why do we even bother to talk about it at this point? Either people believe LeBron's the greatest thing since sliced cheese, or they think he's a whiner and and is you know he's only got three rings and blah blah blah. And, you know everybody's everybody's list of talking points on their side of the issue is the same. So it's it's so played out. It's sad. That's really what and it I is. I get the hate. I, I, and I get the quote-unquote hate, which I hate the term hate, because nobody who, who wants, nobody who's saying LeBron isn't the greatest of all time hates him. They might be tired of the, the, the overkill, uh, but, you know, they just, they, they have a different, uh, different preference, whether it's Jordan, whether it's Bird. I don't, I don't know what it is, whether it's Bill Russell. I mean, I love the people that pulled Bill Russell out of thin air, and, you know, and, like, that's not a totally different era. And, like, that can't be refuted. I mean, it's just, it's silly. We're so obsessed with who's who's the best and who's not. It drives me nuts. All right, good. Because it, it makes me mental, too, but I just, I wanted to double check on that. Because I just, I don't, like, what if there's some kid in high school right now that's, like, better than all of them? So we're all. And, and there is. That's, and that's the, that's the circle of life, isn't it? Isn't that the nature of the, isn't that why, why we all watch? Because eventually someone will come along and, and you know. If that weren't the case, why do we keep watching? Once somebody like Tom Brady's done, or LeBron James is done, or Michael Jordan's done, we would just quit watching completely because what would be the point? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Know, we, we hopefully we like excellence, and hopefully we want to see that. You know, we got a kid down here in Kentucky right now, Zion Harmon. He's 16 years old. He's going to be a sophomore. I mean, 15 years old probably. He's ranked as the top player in the country in his age group. I hope he's the greatest of all time. You know why? And, and, and the society we're in now is like we almost root against these things, okay? And from the beginning, LeBron James has had people that didn't want him to succeed for no other reason than there was a lot of hype coming out of high school. And, and to me, that's not a valid reason. You've got to come up with something better than that. If you don't, if you didn't like his whole thing, you know, the, the decision thing on ESPN where he, you know, he decided to take his talent to South Beach or whatever, fine. If you don't like that, I get it. But if even then, if you try to deny the guy's talent and the guy's transcendence because of you know a personality thing, it, it doesn't end fine. I get that. That's two different debates. Talking with Callie Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic in Kentucky. Hey, um, are you gonna miss Danica Patrick at all, or you know, no, she, no. <laughs> personalities and things we, we didn't take on to decide. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not gonna miss her, and that's not. And that's the sad part. You can't even say that without people accusing you, oh, you don't like women. No. I actually have encountered a lot of female drivers in my time that are that were local local talents that probably, if they'd been given the opportunity she had, would have, would have been even more successful. That's the part I don't like. I mean, and, it's, and, and it, 
the other issue with her is like if you watched any of this media circus leading up to the Indy 500, you know, Mike Greenberg had her on an interview, and every answer was snarky. Every answer act like she couldn't be bothered to be there. Like, you know, she was insulted by the questions. Well, you know what? The only questions people are going to ask you at this point are about the fact that you're a role model for female drivers because there's no other there's no other thing to talk about with you. You've won one race in a 12, 13, 15-year career total. Uh, you won it on gasage in Japan, okay? It wasn't like you dominated the race. You backed into it. There's, there's no other thing to talk about. So people are going to ask you that question. Whether or not you're bored with it, you've got to answer it, and you've got to answer it with a smile on your face. And if you don't, and maybe it's time to retire. And I, maybe that contributed to the reason why she's getting away and, and, and going away. Maybe she got tired of the tired of the whole, uh, you know, talking points and the discussion and being asked about this and that and you know the same old things every day. But that's part of the deal. That's part of the deal when you're groundbreaking on any level in any profession. People are going to want to know about it. And apparently, she got weary of that. But. Uh, I, I just I, it's a personality thing. It's a it's a it's a results thing. And yes, and on some level, it's like the LeBron thing. You know, sometimes you get tired of hearing about someone over and over again. But at least in his case, there's been some success to back it up. There's a reason for you know talking about him 24 seven. There's been no reason for you know a crawl on the bottom of the screen saying she finished 27th in the race. Okay, after the novelty of her racing was out of the way. He was just another driver out there to me, and most of the time it was you know, not not having much success in the top level of sports. So I appreciate what she did as a, as a groundbreaking competitor, but uh, I don't think uh, I don't think there was much of a legacy in terms of performance there. And uh, hopefully, the next uh, the next female driver that comes along after her uh, is able to is able to. Break that barrier and break that feeling and have some success because I think that's, I think what she's done is create some opportunities in the sport for young drivers, young female drivers, uh, even young minority drivers. I think she was part of, she was a big part of NASCAR wanting to uh, strike a little bit of a balance there and start a diversity program. So that part of her legacy is yet to be written, but on the track, there was, there was really nothing special. His name is Callie Oaks. You can catch him in the Georgetown News Graphic each week. Uh, you got any thoughts on uh, on Pelletier headed to the Herald? Yeah, I think he'll kill it. He'll he'll do he'll do good things. Um, I, I always felt like he was uh, he was set up for that kind of thing if he wanted to do it. Um, obviously, a, a Lewiston institution. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he's a lot like you know. Well, I was there 27 years. I'm sure people thought I was going to be there forever. Even when I talked about not being there forever, I think people just say, "Yeah, right," you know, and they they, they take they take for granted that you're there a little bit. And I think a lot of us took up to kind of be the the guy. He's a he's a real good fit for that city, uh, for its passion for hockey, for you know, just a tireless guy. I mean, my, the thing that I would say about Justin is that you know he manages to balance it all and. Likes to have his likes to have his hands and everything and uh, and get dirty and 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 isn't isn't a uh, isn't a prima donna. You see a lot of editors that once they become editors, they kind of sit back and uh, you know they they don't show their face in public a lot and they 
they kind of delegate authority and, and, and don't do a lot of the, the grunt work. But he, he was not that type, uh, and he won't be that type in Boston. He'll, he'll, uh, he'll work hard, and, and he'll, he'll do good things. And I, I think he kind of bridges the gap. Uh, the old the old media and the new media, you know, the print and the, and the visual and the sound and, the, and all that stuff. I think he's, he's the right uh, the right age, the right mentality to to take a sports department to new heights and all those areas and and keep one, you know, keep keep doing the bread and butter while while improving some of the uh, some of the stuff that's new to some of us. So uh, I, I look forward to seeing how he uh, how he succeeds at that level, and I'm sure he will. Talking with Callie Oaks from the Sun Journal and sunjournal.com. How up-to-date are you on the Cincinnati Reds, though, since they're your local market team? Like, well, not very up-to-date, but not, I, know they've, uh, I know they've turned it around a little bit. They seem to uh, not be on pace to lose 130 games, so that's good. Uh, happy for them. Uh, I, I'm not as up-to-date on the Sox as I, I'd like to be. I was actually listening to a game the other day, and it was the first time I'd I really sat down and either listened to or watched the Red Sox game since probably the first week of the season. Um, so, yeah, it's it's tough when uh, your your local team is is as bad as they are. I mean, I, I'd love to, I'd love for it to be a situation like it was in the in the '80s when the Braves were you know starting to get good at the end of that decade and all their games were on TV on TBS and. You could almost have a second team to root for, but uh, the Reds are not at that point right now. Uh, so no, I, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't have a lot going on upstairs when it comes to the Reds. I'm not uh, not thinking about them more than uh, more than when they're on the screen. Has, has Harvey uh, started to find his career again uh, back in Cincinnati, or not? Yeah, I mean, I. I just think he's one of those guys, you know, and maybe maybe David Price is one of those guys where maybe you're not cut out to pitch in a place where it's life and death, you know. <laughs> maybe maybe your best bet is to be in a smaller market uh, and see where that takes you. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think he'll he'll find himself in Cincinnati. There's not a lot of pressure right now, obviously. So uh, if he won't find himself there, he won't find himself anywhere. I think you're right. I think you're 100% right on that. I think that's true. That's a you know, total. there's just people, there's just there's just pitchers that, you know, we've seen, and, and position players too, we've seen them come to Boston, we've seen them come to New York over the years, and it just wasn't a good fit. <laughs> well, whether it was, you know, in some cases it's injuries, in some cases it's just uh, they can't handle it upstairs. As soon as things go wrong and they start hearing the boos, it's, uh, and you hear the boos quickly. I mean, <laughs> obviously... Obviously, Stanton hurt him the first week of the season when he was, you know, striking out every every time he went to the plate. So it doesn't take him long to turn on you in in some of these markets. And uh, there's there certain guys that just just can't uh, can't compartmentalize and handle that. And maybe Harvey, maybe Harvey, when things start to go south for the Mets, is one of those guys. We are, have been talking with uh, Callie Oaks today from the Georgetown News Graphic in Kentucky. He will be covering all sorts of Scott County stuff this week and next week and the week after as their softball and baseball teams are the, basically the Scarborough of Kentucky at this point. <laughs> uh, softball's 31-2 and two and baseball's 29-6. and six. So, yeah, and it's, uh, yesterday won their, won their quarterfinal region games by a combined score of 33 to nothing. So, uh, but it's one and done. You can only finish next game and uh, stick with it. But that, right now... They're the only game in town. Every other sport here is done for the season, for the school year. There, I think, uh, the last 
Friday, so uh, it's all baseball and softball, and then it's summer, which is really no vacation for me, but uh, still a nice break, maybe six weeks or so before I have to start thinking about fall sports. Callie Oaks for the Georgetown News Graphic. Follow him on Twitter, Oaksy72. Callie, we'll talk to you next week, my friend. Thank you very much. Hi, guys. Thank you. Thank you. That's Callie Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic in Kentucky. Wrapping up the fourth quarter of the Beatles. Just think about it.